I don't get it, man. I really don't get it. Uh, and again, not trying to yuck someone's yum. But September 2015, a photo of Ryan surfaced showing him sitting at a desk with a framed photo of a person's foot behind him. Why are you still reading me more information about Rex Ryan and feet? I wanted to start today by looking back. Um, this is episode 67. No, 77. Jesus. Of the Red Shirt Waterboys podcast. Uh, Sorry, you got there. I guess my subconscious didn't think we'd been on this long, but here we are. Episode 77. We roll along. Oh, I see what the problem is, because in the next line here, you have a different episode number. and it's Correct. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, but in that vein, I did want to look back to a former episode of the Red Shirt Waterboys podcast uh, when we talked about um, livestock and specifically chickens. Um, if you want to hear what we said, here it is. It's like five o'clock. People are driving home uh, and there's chickens in the road. And I'm like, Could, what are we doing well, here? Chickens got to get home from work, too. Well, the chickens. It's a hard day laying eggs. Listen, I'm not saying like lock them up, put them in the horrible no, conditions. No, it doesn't sound like you're saying that. It sounds more like you don't want them to get Could hit you, by cars. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm like, you know, prematurely eulogizing because I'm sure someone's gonna hit a chicken and they're gonna be like, well, why didn't you look for him? Because chickens aren't supposed to. There's no chicken crossing sign. Hold on. Do you remember this conversation? Yes. Do you remember when I said, uh, you know, there was a pretty main thoroughfare. Uh, by where we live that has these chickens just wandering the streets and you guys are like well that's crazy they should have them in a cage or in a not a cage specifically but like a, a, a fenced cage in, not a cage uh, no i'm cage chicken free prison. chickens chicken activists don't come for me Could okay we get a chicken prison i'm saying they should probably be in an enclosure of some sort whether it be you know, a fenced in area yeah. or cage. And we were just absolutely you know. astounded that this was a regular problem yeah, that you were not having. In the street. Well, yeah. this week, guess what? That premature eulogy did go out to the chicken that I did drive by in the road that had been hit by a car. It's worth noting that the day before that happened, we were driving to the studio and we passed the chickens and I saw them on the side of the road for the first, first time, time ever. And they were on the wrong side of the road. Silas told me he's never seen them on that side of the road. Mm. And then the very next day bones turns out they shouldn't have been on that side of the road mm. because uh clucky didn't make it back that night uh, Clucky. i don't know what the name of the chicken is but that's what <laughs> we're gonna call it we're gonna call it clucky uh so that premature eulogy now has a subject uh and that subject is clucky so i'm sorry to those people uh clucky tough break i ha- i hate Hope you had to, a good life i hate to victory lap on a on a dead chicken but i, I did say <laughs> for someone was, who hates to take a victory lap on a dead chicken you're doing an awful lot i of mean it. come on <laughs> maybe we learn our lesson you know we we didn't know that a chicken could possibly be uh you know hit by a by a passerby but i mean it seems like a pretty clear 
solution. There's, there, there's a clear solution to a problem that didn't have to exist in the first place. Just, I mean, so this is the answer of the age old tale. Why? Why did the chicken cross the road? Well, he crossed. He didn't get back though. Yeah, he didn't. He, he crossed his... the road to give Silas a dub on the show. I guess. I mean, they're sentient chickens. I sorry, Clucky. I, I'm really Clucky. <laughs> I'm sorry. Do you have a better name? I mean, I don't. Yeah, that's okay. Uh, getting into the actual show. This is a sports talk show. So we're going to talk some sports. Specifically, we'll start with football. Everybody's favorite sport. Mm, God sport. This seemed like a big week for injuries, no? Sure felt that way. Specifically in my division. Yeah. Um, Specifically to Alabama quarterbacks. <laughs> yeah. Which, look out, Evan. Shopping Oklahoma block. quarterback. Yeah. Okay. Oklahoma. So I was making jokes with Evan this week about how my quarterback, Mac Jones, Alabama alumni, um, and then Tua Tungvailoa of the Dolphins. He's also got hurt this week, and he's an Alabama alumni. Uh, there's only so many Alabama quarterbacks, uh, but one notable alumni who is an NFL starting quarterback uh, would be Jalen Hurts mm. of the Philadelphia Eagles. So I said, only, hopefully they're not going for all the Alabama one year. No, it was like three years, but yes. I thought he was only there for a year. So he took two years of eligibility. He was, I think, the backup for, I don't know if it was A.J. McCarron back then or who it was then. Uh, but then he was the starter for his third year. No. Yeah. No, maybe he was only a one-year backup. Started mm -hmm. his second year. Great. Third year, got to the national championship. That's when Tua took over. Uh, and then stayed his third year, and he was the backup there. He saved the day in the SEC championship game. Then he shipped out for his final year of eligibility to Oklahoma. Uh, mm. So technically, there's a loophole there where you are not an Alabama quarterback team. So maybe you're safe. I don't Oklahoma. Know. <laughs> Only time will tell. Uh, but let's start, I guess, with my quarterback injury. Mac Jones against the Ravens. Was not a pretty game. Didn't expect it to be. But the worst thing that could have happened, happened. Uh, where, I mean, could I say he was emasculated? Because I feel like <laughs> everyone is is kind of taking the... Do you really think? It's definitely I possible. Mean, come on. He, I mean, come on. <laughs> so he was sacked. Uh, he got rid of the ball. And then a late hit by a Ravens defender uh, resulted in, in him clutching his ankle, screaming in pain. Uh, and he had to be lifted. Well, I guess he hobbled to the sideline. He hopped on one foot to the sideline and lot. then was carried down then, to the... And then was carried and photos surfaced of him being carried down the stairs into the locker room because of Gillette Stadium, how it's laid out, is you walk downstairs to get mm -hmm. into a locker room below the stands. But... Um, he obviously couldn't do that with one hop and leg. So he had to have, a, you know, teammates, coaches, whatever, carry him down those stairs and one or two photos surfaced of him just screaming in pain, whinging in pain as he, as he enters the locker room and out of sight of the public. So that all happens and you're thinking, okay, he's out for a while. I thought, you know, could this be a broken ankle? Could this be a broken leg? Like, clearly something traumatic happened. Um, 
x-rays were negative, and he ends up with a high ankle sprain. That's what it's diagnosed as. Uh, and luckily for him, he went to a school where high ankle sprain surgery is was like basically created or, I guess, improved to a place where he could come back feasibly this season. So luckily for Mac Jones, that's the case. Now, when his coach was asked about it, <laughs> he seemed to be, I mean not interested in the question or well i'm that's typical bill he's not even entertaining the question like because when they asked him like you know how's mac doing he's like wow he's progressed so much in 48 hours and uh they're like oh like to the point where he maybe could play more recently or more you know sooner yeah. than four to six weeks as you know initially diagnosed and he's like listen <laughs> I'm no doctor. I'm no orthopedic this surgeon. This is the most charismatic or... Bill Belichick has yeah, ever really. sounded through Silas. I mean, it... <laughs> well, I'll say yeah, normally he's like, he's like, I don't know, man. I'm focused on the next uh, game. Well, that's what he said. He's like, hey, I'm, I'm really not focused on that. I get told when the players are ready to play, and then I play them. Uh, One of my favorite things he does is he goes, yeah, I don't know. We play the Green Bay Packers next week. <laughs> um, so I'm focused on that. Like, he lists yeah. the game, the next game. Uh, listen, I don't know. We're focused on Aaron Rodgers. Good, yeah. good team, good. good team. You know, yeah, that's fantastic. But he was, like, totally dismissive of the question. So I have no idea where my quarterback uh, is on his recovery. I don't know. Yeah, Billy said he's day-to-day. Day-to-day. I mean, that could be, like, he wakes up tomorrow and plays. <laughs> I have no idea what's going to happen with my quarterback. Uh, a quarterback that has a little bit more clarity, uh, not when he got hurt, but you know, mm. now. Woof. Tua Tungavailoa. Okay. He was playing Thursday night football against the Bengals. Now, that in and of itself was controversial. We knew this going in. Uh, I mean, the pregame, like, you know, all these channels and whatever talking about the pregame was, is he going to play based yeah. on the week before he played the bills. He took a hit where somebody pushed him. He falls backwards and slammed his head onto the ground. And then he was stumbling all over the place. He, yeah. You he, could see him get up and like try and shake his head and then just like literally collapsed correct. and then tried to get back up. Was out. For, was he even out for a play? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He went back to the locker room. Um, you know, got, I guess screened by the, yeah, uh, here's the thing. I don't know if he got screened. He did. He did. He met with the, independent neurotrauma consultant on the job that day and then returned to the game and played through the rest of the game that day. So Sunday he played. But I guess he, when he went back, he mentioned his ribs. I get what what was it? His back and his his ankle and his ankle. So uh, they were more concerned about those injuries rather than the potential for a concussion. Uh, He plays this game. He gets slammed into the ground head first. I mean, the hit was, it was brutal. It was brutal, and I think everybody has kind of said at this point that there was no malicious intent on the sure. on the part of the defensive uh, player there, but he just you know had the sack, got the sack, and then what's rough is he was celebrating as Tua was kind of like convulsing on yeah. at uh, at midfield, which was which was tough. But I just don't understand because I was watching a thing going over the concussion protocol of like evaluations by a doctor who's going through it, and there are like. Four things that are like immediately if he recovers like on the sideline and passes the secondary tests, he still cannot go in. And it's like instability, confusion, 
falling over. Like those are immediate no goes. Well, but he was able to play it off as the back and the ankle were the reason for the instability. That was the thing. Like on Sunday, he got away with getting back in that game because he chalked up the stumbling over to whatever back and ankle thing he said was going on. Anybody who watched that has the like, like has the assumption that that is a head injury, and you're watching him like. Oh yeah, hindsight the, like, being twenty twenty, being what well, it is. Yeah, and I we mean, had the video of that. Like we saw that happen, but I. But if I you're mean, if you're a doctor and at, and now I guess we just got the alert what yesterday or today that yeah that's uh, total that doctor B- has been fired. That's total BS. That is the Dolphins absolving themselves. They're like they're like we figured it out. We right. fired the doctor. Well, no, it wasn't. It's the NFLPA fired him. Um, because they're they in charge back. of you know supplying these yeah. independent doctors that are. Literally, their only job is to be there for yep. the players that can't protect themselves or won't protect themselves. I didn't know about the spotters thing this week until um, yep. watching some of that coverage. Evan, do you know about that? No. They have people who sit in the stands whose whole job, like they sit in the stadium and they watch the game and they're trained to spot for anybody who might have like a head injury. And One they... of those no-go signs. The right. stumbling, yeah. the, oh, you know, looking around, looking dazed and confused. So yeah. they can make a call to pull somebody out of a game like from a spectator point of Mm. view so all that to be said Tua makes it to the game he gets slammed on the ground now he's convulsing and his I've never seen such a I mean I have seen other injuries in other sports but this is probably the most graphic I think uh, football injury other than the uh, Mackenzie Milton at UCF when his knee got that was pretty bad absolutely mangled um this is up there because just how his body is like, conv- it, it just looked horrible. So he goes off on a stretcher, goes to the hospital right away. Not good sign. Um, but like the point we're making is hindsight being twenty twenty, he should not have been in the game at all. Uh, and those no go signs Evan is talking about should have been heated. Yeah. Head. Sure. Head. Hood. <laughs> they just should have been like, I, I don't know. There should. Sorry, go ahead. I'll say sorry because anyone can make that call too. Like it can be a coach that says, "I saw, I saw this. It's a no go immediately. Red light." Yeah. And even if even if he's cleared by the neuro guy at the, at the end of it, if the coach still says, "I saw what I saw," it's still a no go. Like yeah. that's like the it's like that's the prevention at that point. It's not it's not the the analysis. It's the prevention, right? And I I think. There's a ton of blame to go around, but when you look at, you know, who is to blame, you have Rob Ninkovich, who is now an analyst on ESPN, but Mm. he was a defensive end for the New England Patriots for a long time and had his career ended by concussions and head injuries. Yeah. Uh, And he had the wherewithal to say, listen, I can't keep doing this anymore. I'm, you know, going to go to a life of non-contact football. Um he was on ESPN this week blaming the NFL and that the NFL failed this player in this in this scenario. You have the Dolphins and the NFL PA, you know, reevaluating doctors and firing the one that was, you know, responsible for diagnosing him in the first place. Uh, so the doctors been blamed. The coaches have been blamed. I saw, you know, countless things about how when a player is not going to be the advocate for themselves to say, listen, I'm not okay right now. And they obviously want to get onto the field. The coach has to be the one to say, you are not right. Yeah, uh, I'm not sending you out there. But the coach only gets his information from the doctors. Yeah. So if the doctors, you know, 
aren't saying anything, what's the coach going to say? Right. Like if there's any way that a player also can talk their way out of this, like if they're able to convince, like, I just don't understand how. And then it all comes down to the player. Do you blame Tua for putting himself out there in the first place? I mean, guarantee he's got a guaranteed contract at this point. Like he doesn't necessarily need to be out there. Could he take his own mental capacity into into account when making a decision like that. I just, yeah, I wonder how much stock he put into being cleared by that first doctor. Like, okay, if a doctor tells you you're fine, are you just taking it at face value, even if you don't feel 100%? Like, okay, do well, you just walk out and play anyways? And like, also, like, you you just sustained a brain injury, so your, 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 your own discretion yeah. is, is faulty. Yeah. And that's why we have the doctor in the first place, exactly. but does it need to be several doctors now? Does it need to be, okay, you're going to be seen by three different neurologists, and if two out of the three say no, you're gone. But if one only says no and the other two say yes and you go out there and another thing like this happens, how does that work out? Like, there's no easy way. And it all stems from us not having the knowledge of brain injuries uh, and not nearly as much as we have, you know, of the knee and the ligaments in the knee and all that kind of stuff or, you know, other things in the human body. The brain is such a difficult thing to try and protect yeah uh and the nfl just keeps finding itself in situations where they're trying to catch up with it you know because i think they've done a decent job of changing it from ah just shake it off and get back out there to now it's no we're not even going to leave that decision in your hands we're going to put it in a doctor's hands well now it seems like in this scenario the doctor failed so you know how do we go from here uh and these are all things that the nflpa is going to see in their investigation as well yeah because they're investigating the whole situation but yeah it's hard to know how much like okay is this just a one-off like is this one crappy doctor that just really signed off on something or is this a trend that's happening around the league and we're missing um more often so it'll be interesting to see what the nflpa finds in looking into it more and what they decide to do in terms of protocol changes and we'll know soon enough i mean they said they're expecting them to come like this week i think right yeah it'll be uh it'll be interesting i i don't think it happens so often that something like this is missed. I mean, yeah. everybody watching that game could have could have taken two oh, off yeah. the field, right? Like we wouldn't have had him play, but I mean, all of that is hindsight knowing that oh yeah, he also had a back injury. I don't know what a back injury does to a quarterback who just took a hit. Like does yeah. he cripple like I don't know. I don't know anything about it. So who's to say? I don't know. I I don't I it's hard for me to, other than Tua reporting a back injury, I just don't know how you go. Yeah. Uh, maybe back injury, right? Maybe him like trying to do like the cob and like, isn't like cobwebs the, in your eyes kind of thing. Like, isn't the spinal cord connected to the brain? So, like, could it have been like the spinal cord is connected to the spinal cord is connected to the there's brain stem, brain stem oh. connected to the brain. Boom. How about that? All right, that's good. So a back injury could mean brain injury. I don't know. The other thing is that it's the Dolphins who are like embroiled in controversy all the time right now. It's it's, like, it's thing after thing after thing because now they have several investigations going yep. on. They have the Brian it's Flores situation, which is for them. racism and you know wrongdoing. Uh, now they have medical mal- malpractice on their on their hands. Well, and which one uh, of you said it the other day about the yeesh. history with Tua? Like they wanted to get rid yeah, of him. So yeah. does that change how you feel? Like when you look at this situation, does that change how you look at it, knowing their history with him? Well, okay, but they were about to ship him out for 
Deshaun. But like, yeah, before the three-game win streak that no one saw coming, uh, you know, the Dolphins are like, yeah, we don't know about Tua. We don't yeah. know how he's gonna, you know, be long term. Maybe we start looking at other solutions. Does that factor into a hey Tua? Yes, yeah, sorry. Tua. Uh, <laughs> does that factor in into a decision that says, you know, do we play this guy who's potentially expendable because we might he might not be the long term solution anyway? Or do we protect his health because he's our long-term future? Right. Yeah, just throw him out there. And maybe you don't ask that question somewhere else, but because it's the Dolphins and because all of this other crap is going on with them, it's yeah. kind of hard to turn a blind eye to that. Like, it's, it's certainly not a good look for them right now. All the while, the worst look of everything was their punter drilling a punt <laughs> into the backside of one of their, you know, punt coverage people. Uh, you familiar with the butt punt? I'm very familiar with the butt punt. The punt. So... At the end of that Bills-Dolphins game a couple weeks ago now, uh, their punter was backed up in the end zone, and when that happens, you kind of get a little bit less space than you think you have punting the ball, uh, and he drilled a punt into the backside of his, uh, I guess, punt protection, and the ball rolls out of the back of the end zone for a safety. So I put that butt play up against the infamous butt fumble. Uh, another AFC East team <laughs> where Mark Sanchez takes a snap, uh, looks the wrong way on a play action fake and then realizes I just have to run this thing myself and runs directly into the backside of one of his uh, offensive linemen, fumbling the ball, giving the Patriots a free lane to the end zone. So which butt play was worse? Put this on the poll because I want to hear what the listeners have to say. If you haven't seen both of them, look them both up. Uh, you can look them up as easy as just searching butt punt or butt fumble. Uh, and which would you say, Evan? Um, I definitely think the butt fumble is a little bit more embarrassing. Okay. But I think the butt punt is funnier. Just because <laughs> it's just like, that guy's just sitting there, he's like, I got a block, man. And all yep. of a sudden, bam! Right in his tuchus. Now, <laughs> <laughs> now, he ended up winning the game. Like yeah. The Dolphins won that game, and he, the guy who got uh, the football right into the hindquarters, he... Stop. Tweeted. How many different words can we use for butt? Tuckus was my favorite so far. Tuckus. Backside, yeah. Uh, he Heine. tweeted afterwards that he has a W now stamped on the back of his... As well he should. So now that the butt punt has has happened, what other plays could even... What other butt plays? Yeah, like the the butt pick. Oh. You know, a uh, it bounces off a guy's butt and somebody intercepts the ball. The mm. butt pick. That could happen. What the else? Butt, butt catch. <laughs> it's the opposite. It, it bounces off the intended receiver and the non-intended receiver catches it. Mm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The butch down? The butch down. Butch down's hilarious. Yeah. Could, uh, could be a touchdown off the butt. You know? The butt version. It's a two-point conversion. <laughs> two-point butt version. <laughs> yeah. like that. I like that good there's no kickoff involving a butt though unless it's an the, onside kick the onside butt mm. <laughs> onside butt but anyway so you're saying <laughs> the butt fumble was worse i think but I, the butt I, punt, punt was funny funnier yeah but it had a happy ending there's no happy ending the butt punt the, reminded me of uh it, it, this happens in tennis every once in a while where uh in doubles your partner is standing in the service box directly 
next to the service box you're trying to serve into. So sometimes you'll get somebody serving and they serve it right into the backside or back of the head or something of their partner. And usually it's happening at a high rate of speed if it's in professional tennis. Uh, and that person usually has a, has a mark or a welt. left rubbing the uh, affected area because it, you know, but they don't see it coming. They just have to trust that the person behind them is going to do their job uh, accurately. And clearly the Dolphins punter as well as many tennis uh, stars are not as accurate as we all assume them to be. So, But that's what it reminded me of. I still think the butt fumbles worse because it ends up being seven points for the other team rather than the, just the two. Mm. So, Sydney, what do you think? Butt punts funnier. Butt punts funnier. Is that what we're putting on the f- poll? Is which one was better or which one was funnier? I already tweeted a poll, I think. Oh, boy. Okay. Well, we'll get on better. that. Which was better? We'll get on that during the break. Uh, after the break, we will talk a lot of baseball because there is so much happening by the end of the year that we just have to get you all caught up. In the rough again? You need a new way to set up and track your shots. Introducing Bogey Buster, the all-encompassing golf app that lets you see the course like you've never seen before. Using any phone's camera, you can see the exact path that your ball takes on each and every shot giving you real-time feedback so you can make quick adjustments. Having trouble seeing the green? Use the contour map feature to see exactly how your ball's gonna roll. Need to see distance to the pin? Our GPS-supported feature allows you to see exactly how far you are from the hole and gives you a recommendation on what club to use. You can also look back and track your improvement by seeing all of your past scorecards. Bogey Buster is already supported at thousands of courses throughout the U.S. and is growing every day. It is truly an all-in-one golf tool. Download Bogey Buster and start knocking shots off your game today. Now for your headline huddle. 49ers quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo accidentally stepped out of bounds for a safety in the third quarter of their 11-10 loss to the Denver Broncos last Sunday. Jimmy has now taken the throne for most infamous quarterback safety. The crown had previously belonged to Dan Orlovsky, formerly of the Lions, who in 2008 ran out of the back of the end zone against the Vikings during the Lions' winless season. The U.S. took home the FIBA Women's World Cup Championship win on Saturday in Sydney, Australia after defeating China 83-61. Vegas Aces forward Asia Wilson was named the Tissot MVP and made sure it was no mystery, flashing her new gold watch during her post-game press conference. Congrats, Asia! And finally, Ollie's Bargain Outlet in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania celebrated their 40th anniversary with the unveiling of the world's largest bobblehead. The giant Ollie, the chain's mascot, measured in at 16 feet, 6.73 inches tall and took over four months to complete, setting a Guinness World Record. Back to you, Evan and Silas. As somebody who knows what Ollie's is, I, I don't think there's anything more horrifying in this world than mm. a giant version that bobbles of Mr. Ollie himself. There was a stipulation um, that it had to be, you can't just like make a bobblehead of anything. It has to be a replica of something you can actually buy in the store. So they sell the mini Ollie bobbleheads and they just made a giant version of it for yeah, this. Sure. Yeah. 
That's e- that's easy marketing. Did you know that's their flagship store? Is yeah. it Harrisburg, Pennsylvania? Well, that makes sense, I guess. What the heck? Is the Ollie's capital. a, pe- uh, 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 a, a Pennsylvania chain? It's company? a Pennsylvania chain, yeah. Wow. What the heck? So people who have never been to Ollie's have no <laughs> idea what we're talking about. No. I mean, people outside of Pennsylvania probably don't know what we're talking about. It's... Ba- <sighs> Is it consignment? It's not consignment. It is not consignment. It is wholesale. Discount closeout retailer. Yes. There you go. So uh, anytime, anytime a store closes or a you know place is liquidating stuff, it goes to Ollie's and it gets sold cheap. Get yeah. good stuff cheap. That is their their slogan. Um, interesting that we talked about Jimmy Garoppolo stepping out of bounds in the end zone because on that play he threw a pick six, so he saved his team four points in the process. What a valiant effort. I mean, smart <laughs> football play by Jimmy Garoppolo there. Football IQ off the charts. Uh, Dan Orlovsky just was doing it because he didn't want to get sacked by Jared <laughs> Allen, which I, I can't blame him for either, but he takes that crown. Mm. That game, the 49ers-Broncos game, was the most boring game I have it's ever horrible. watched in horrible. my life. Yeah. It was the, the on- worst football ever. <laughs> now, it wasn't boring for one better in particular. Oh yeah, yeah. I was just telling Silas about this. There's, I saw a guy on Twitter who screenshotted his like DraftKings or FanDuel payout, and he's he said like I've been doing this for two years. He's been betting that there would be at least two safeties in all of the games that week, five dollars to win somewhere like it's like almost like fifty grand, like forty fifty grand. I'm sure that odds of two safeties happening anywhere in yeah. the NFL, and he just hit. Nice. So I. If you do the math, I don't have a calculator on me. Uh, I have a phone that calculates. Um, one second. I mean, how many NFL so games are there? There's five, five times 18 times two. $180 he's wagered. Yeah. To now have 40 grand. I mean, if you, t- if you put it in perspective, though, he's literally thrown away $175. Uh, but now he's just cashed in on, on this one bet that is sure to cash, I guess, eventually. But... Uh, yeah, crazy. So he could do that for four hundred years, and it wouldn't go up, up to forty grand. Uh, I don't think he'll be around for four hundred years, but I'm glad we could. I'll say if you want a, a lock, <laughs> yeah, it, that might be a good bet. It's a long term investment. If you yeah. welcome to this financial podcast that we're starting. <laughs> uh, <laughs> speaking of sports betting, did you guys see what happened with Aaron Judge and no, DraftKings this week? I, did I have not. no idea. No. So. Uh, Aaron Judge, as you know, is on this chase for 62 home runs to break Roger Maris's record for most uh, American League home runs in a season. Now, kind of jumping on that hype bandwagon, DraftKings wanted to offer some sort of promotion so that people would bet on the game and then have more viewers watching the games to uh, kind of join in the fray of, of chasing Aaron Judge's home run record. So what they decided was they would say, listen, we obviously know we can't, you know, boost his odds to hit a home run necessarily, but let's just say uh, we'll boost the odds of him to get a hit. So if you bet on Aaron Judge to get a hit normally, you might bet $5 and you might only get back like a buck twenty-five or something, something like super low. But they made it so that if you bet $5, you won $5 and you'd walk away with 10 So you could double your money if Aaron Judge simply got a hit. Oh. Um, so they open this open this promo, uh, a bunch of people. It was like a, an overwhelming uh, 
percentage of their of their accounts bet on this uh, to get you know their money. And in the game that that promo was running for, uh, in the first inning, Aaron Judge leads off and he lines out to third base. So kind of a downer right off the rip. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Yankees come back in the second inning. They score a bunch of runs. He gets up again. Uh, he walks. Okay, so pretty anticlimactic there. Uh, keeps going, keeps going. Fifth inning, he walks. Okay, kind of kind of odd. Game keeps going, gets up in the seventh inning. He walks. Mm. Game keeps going, keeps going, gets back. Eighth inning, walks. He walks. Wow. Suspicious. Five at-bats, only one of them official, and he had four walks. It's only the second time in his whole career he's done that, uh, and DraftKings had the promo. DraftKings, the official sponsor of Major League Baseball. DraftKings, the official sponsor of Major League Baseball, boosting odds on their most popular player at the time. Fishy. Does that sound suspicious to you? <laughs> Sounds a little You've convinced suspicious. convinced me it's a little fishy. DraftKings mm. heard it because on Twitter, everyone was saying this, the the jig is up. Something's going on here with DraftKings, not like taking everyone's money. He literally didn't get many pitches to hit at all uh, because he was walked four times. But DraftKings must have heard people because they refunded everybody. They absolutely were like, shit. We because I think, and this is just my theory. You can go with it if you want. You can, <laughs> you know, but they're the official sponsor of Major League Baseball. So if they want anyone to ever bet Major League Baseball on their platform again, they kind of have to do the will of the people. Uh, and based on how the game went, no one could have predicted that he would have walked four times and only really gotten the one real at bat. Uh, and based on the amount of money that DraftKings probably made on just this one promotion, they probably looked at their books and said, this looks really bad. And wouldn't it just be better to just give everyone their money back and, and call it a day? Yeah. Mm. So they did. And the next day they offered the same promo. And he got a hit. And that was it. Good on DraftKings. Good on DraftKings, but like... Watch out, guys, because not everybody will refund it like that. Because they could, they technically, there, there was no reason they had to do what they did. Sports being the unpredictable thing it is, they could have just said, "Hey, listen, you bet on it, you risked the stakes, you lost, you, I, that's it." But instead, they said, "Oh, we get it. It looks suspicious. Let's just give them their money back." So crazy. So then that the next crazy. game, they're like, "Yo, just throw them a meatball right yeah, down exactly. the middle on the first pitch." So <laughs> well, we that's the thing. The like, it. wouldn't <laughs> it be DraftKings money to say, like, "Hey, you know, Toronto, we have a lot staked on this, so just keep walking them." Yeah. Uh, Aaron Judge's home run. By the way, I don't know what what'll happen between here and Tuesday, but uh, he still stands at sixty-one, which is where Roger Maris left the record. So if he wants to get to sixty-two, he's got to hit another one. I wish I cared more about that. I do not care. It's I, the Yankees. It's Aaron Judge. I, I I don't know why about what about him makes me not care. Uh, maybe it is the Yankees thing. Maybe it's that my team stinks, so I I don't care. But I I think he's going to get to sixty two. He's going to break the record. And it's going to be whatever. I didn't realize that um he's a free agent next year. He turned down a Yankees contract this year. Yeah, and I mean now he's kind of reaping the benefits because he's going to get he's going to get paid if not by the Yankees by somebody. Uh, mm. Speaking of people who are getting paid in baseball, Shohei nice. Otani. 
mm. was set to be a free agent at the end of this year. Uh, the Angels just inked him, I think yesterday, yeah. to a one-year, $30 million deal. That's mm. to avoid the arbitration uh, between the two sides. So one year, Shohei has. If I would guess, if the Angels don't make the playoffs next year, he's out of there. He will leave. Which good on him. Couldn't blame him for. No. Yeah. Uh, that that organization seems to be where superstars go to die. Pretty much. <laughs> Albert huh. Pujols did it. Mike Trout's doing it, and I mean Shohei's in the process. So I would caution him and just say, "Hey, listen, you better have a." Because that's the thing. He's had two years of a lifetime where both pitching and batting, he's been Top head and shoulders league, yeah. above his competition. So. How is a player that good paired with a player like Mike Trout? Now, I understand Mike Trout gets injured now, which is weird. But, you know, you pair him with a player like that, that's got to be a slam dunk. Should have been. Two of your most marketable players on one team, and they're not even making the playoffs. Sounds like the Phillies. I, I was mean... going to say. Superstars go to die. Hi, Bryce. I know I'm dunking on the Angels, but maybe I'm really just dunking on my organization. We're not so different after um, all. If you're way, you know, tracking the playoff race, which I'm sure you are, uh, the Phillies now stand in the final wild card spot. It's the only spot they could really take feasibly uh, at this point. So it's the last spot available. There's two teams racing for it. It's us or the Brewers. And... As of yesterday, we were tied with the Brewers. And technically, we do own the tiebreaker just head-to-head with the Brewers, mm-hmm. which is good. But we were tied with them. Mm-hmm. So yesterday happened. We had a doubleheader. We won yep. one, lost one. Okay, And the Brewers lost to the Marlins. So we are now one game up on the Brewers. With how many left? Three? Four. Four. Three against the Astros, mm-hmm. one against the Nationals. Mm-hmm. Four games to play, Evan. We just have to win, what, two of them or something? Magic number's three. Three. I guess statistically. Yes. There's no way the Brewers went out, though, right? Why would you say that? Out I don't know. I don't why know why would I would say, say it. I don't know. Hold on. We How many wins do we have? 85? I don't know. I don't Who know cares? how many wins we have. Yeah, Who cares? <laughs> we're just either in the that. playoffs or we're not in the playoffs. Speaking of playoffs, the oh Mariners. My God. The Mariners. We'd win three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are in. This is the first time since 2001 that the Mariners will field a playoff team, uh, snapping a 21 year playoff list drought, uh, which mm. means that now the. Team with the second longest drought becomes the longest. Guys, we won. And that would be the Philadelphia Phillies. Guys, we did it. Mm. <laughs> we won something. Biggest loser. <laughs> so I don't know if I'd rather have the meme of being the you know longest playoffs or snapping both streaks in one season. I, I really don't. I mean, I do, but I don't. Uh, Evan has been tracking our playoff odds on 538 mm-hmm. for weeks now. Yeah. Uh, we said as of what, three weeks ago, it was at 94 or something? Yes. It was earlier this week, it dropped down to 24. So, <laughs> oh um, when we, when however, we lost, and however, last tied, night's yeah. game has moved us up to 74. So, 
Get excited, Philadelphia. Snip, snap. I mean, it's make uh, the playoffs, miss the playoffs. Make the playoffs, miss the playoffs. Freaking, and and yeah. to be honest, put it put it full circle. We're going to go have to play the Braves uh, three games in Atlanta. What are the chances we win two there? Possible. Um, I would oh. say slim. Slim to perhaps none. Well, actually, now I think it might be the Mets. Oh, my God. Because the Braves and Mets are playing a pivotal series basically for the division. Uh, at the end of the year here, and I think the Braves are up a game right now. So that would mean we go to New York to play the Mets uh, for a three-game Shorter series. Shorter ride. So. Yeah, but better pitchers. <laughs> I, I don't know. It's We'll see. And rare is it in baseball, you see division rivals become basically allies. Uh, and that's what was, what is happening over this weekend because the Miami Marlins, who are in the Phillies division, are playing the Brewers. So we want the Marlins to beat the Brewers. Uh, and last night when the Marlins did beat the Brewers, the Marlins' official Twitter account wrote, ring the bell, go fish. Wow. Yeah. And it was the crossover I didn't know I needed because <laughs> I was all in again. Oh, I'm like, you know what? Thing. Thank you, Marlins. Thanks for, first of all, acknowledging that a division opponent is in a playoff race. Uh, second of all, being on their side and and, you know, not just still, rolling over and yeah, letting still it still playing competitive baseball because they could, you know, just no say, reason. hey, Brewers, yeah. sweep us and you can get in the playoffs and then we screw the Phillies. But instead, they're like, no, ring that bell. Let's go. Fish I'm, win. I'm all for it, man. That's awesome. Yeah, it's a beautiful thing. I am all for that. Uh, after the break, we will spin the wheel of whimsy. We'll get picks and we will talk about what the heck is going on with Jimmy Butler's hair. Yeah, it's pretty Grody. Honey, the showerhead's dripping again. How in the H-E double hockey sticks am I supposed to get that fixed? If it's home improvement that you seek, go to the place that can't be beat. Whoa, who are you? I'm the home improvement haven wizard, here to grant your every wish. From the biggest construction job to simply just a new soap dish. I hear that you need a new shower head. I know a place with the widest spread. Home Improvement Haven is the place to be. Follow me there, and you will soon see. At Home Improvement Haven, we work to keep you working. Yard, paint, fixtures, and construction, we have what you need. With a community focus that those big box stores can't replicate, we offer a new place to get your work done. Home Improvement Haven, your solution around the corner. All right, so let's talk about Jimmy Butler's hair. Um, <laughs> Speaking of... This guy, since he's left the, I guess, bulls, has just all, all sorts of styles. He had the the like ninja headband with the Sixers for a little bit. Now band. Uh, now it's like, uh, I don't even know. But now he's looking like total Rasta long dreadlocks. And they have to be extensions because I don't think there is a way in hell his hair can grow that long, that fast. Would you agree? Or maybe he's just getting haircuts all these years and I've just... Maybe he's just had really fast growing hair and all of a sudden he's just like, no. Yeah. I mean, it's like down to his what? Uh, his it hips? very long. No, not that long. Evan. It's, it's like down to his chest. They're long. I'm looking at them. They're like down to his chest, not down to his hips. What's he going to do with those when he, uh, when he plays? 
Think he just has him loose, or do you think he has him in like one long Derrick Henry like that one sock? I think he'll like tie him up, like on his head. I don't know if they'll be able to. Does he take him out and do like a? I don't know, man. It's crazy. But since he got down to Miami, he's been he's been turned into a Florida boy. Experimental (laughs) at best with his looks. Um, so yeah, I don't know what's going on there, but. Had to mention it because if you hadn't seen it, it is kind of a stark contrast to what we've known. He's always had like the like, yeah, grown to love about Jimmy Butler, but broccoli hair. Uh, Evan, yes, the wheel last week. I still owe you a dollar, I think, from uh, you do last week. Sydney, did you? uh, I don't think I paid up and I got rid of all my quarters yesterday. (laughs) That's fine. I'll take this as payment. Uh, all right, we're off the hook. I got food (laughs) so. We still owe Evan a dollar, but he's going to get to pick again this week. Hopefully, it's not mm. his pocket again. But, Evan, what looks tasty on the wheel for you today? Mm. If he spins his own pocket again, I'm quitting. Let's go to national parks as we're in fall now. Some beautiful national parks with the leaves changing. And Special Olympics. The American Red Cross. I lose. Did Does your own pocket count as a streak? No. Okay. No. You just reap the benefits of, Interesting. of pocket. That's all you need. <laughs> it's not lost on me that Evan has still yet to drink his uh, vending machine. Oh, concoction. yeah. I haven't forgotten. I was um, thinking about it yesterday. I have so. forgotten, but it was the onus was on you guys. So <laughs> The onus. Yeah, you're not going to be begging for the milk seltzer Excuse me. <laughs> light beer concoction i'm begging for the milk seltzer. stop <laughs> uh evan so far this year you are one and two on picks uh Oops. this week you have if people are i guess tracking it uh you have had mm-hmm. you have kansas city plus two against tampa bay now that game happens tonight when this comes out on tuesday you'll know what happened so that's the pick he's cheering for today but for next week who are you picking mm. I'm looking at the odds. I'm thinking about the odds. Oh, man, you're not going to like this. I'm going to take the Lions plus three and a half against the Patriots. Interesting. Okay. Mm-hmm. You don't think Mac Jones is going to be playing or what? Uh, I think the Lions are better than everyone thought, unfortunately. That's fair. Uh, That's no, fair. Maybe not, fortunately. Maybe this is the revival Jared Goff needs. Or maybe the Lions do something stupid and get rid of him next week. Hey, there you go. That's what I'm going with. Okay. Sydney, you this week are cheering for what to happen? I am cheering for the Broncos. To win against Las Vegas. Yes, by by at least a half a point. Well, just to win. Yeah, to win. Gotcha. So what are you picking this week? Week five, I am taking the Ravens minus three and a half against the Bengals. Ravens Mm. against the Bengals. Interesting. Oh, man. I struggle with this. Uh, you have the best record. Yeah, I know. I'm 2-1. 2-1. and, one. Two and one. Uh, we're, we're getting there. Well, this, I I'm two All one. right. This week, I'm just cheering for uh, Tennessee plus one and a half. I have that against uh, the Colts this week. But for week five, oh, man, I will take the Texans. I, I don't know why I'm rolling the Texans a lot, but the Texans plus eight and a half against the Jaguars. Mm. Um, 
That was an overall quality rating of 12 out of 100. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be a good game. <laughs> I don't think it's going to be a good game, but I, I just don't think the, the Texans are not as bad as their record would suggest. They're 0-2-1 right now before the games this week. Uh, I would probably assume they're going to lose this week, but uh, yeah, 0-2-1, but they've had competitive games. They've stayed in games. I don't know what Davis Mills is doing down there, but uh, I would I would just say don't sleep on the Texans because they could be a late-season upset team. To what? Accidentally eliminate someone from the playoffs, including yeah. themselves? Yeah, absolutely. They Go could down play, with the ship? They could play the role the Jaguars played last last year against the Colts. Like, they could just True. sweep just a spoiler. Tennessee out of the playoffs or, you know, one of these other opponents. Hmm. Um, but yeah, so that's who I have. Anybody have anything else before we leave? Any other hairstyle hairstyles you want to bring into question? Oh no, let's no, not play that I, game. I don't. I don't think so. I just <laughs> Jimmy Butler one really just came into uh, it. It scrolled apart, uh, across my feed, and I like didn't even recognize who the player was. And I'm like, I don't know any basketball players with like long dreadlocks like that. I can't think of one. I hmm. can't think of one either. I've been watching it a long time, less. and I can't think of one. So. Uh, join us next week, episode <laughs> 78 for the Red Shirt Waterboys podcast. Uh, maybe next week's the week Evan drinks his, his stuff. Slot. The Red Shirt Waterboys podcast. Need a refill? Listen to past shows by subscribing to our podcast feed. Stay in the loop by following us on social media. On Twitter, at redshirt underscore pod. On Instagram, redshirt underscore waterboys. Or just email us at redshirtwaterboys at gmail.com.